Hello, and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. Today we have some uh, uh, marketable things going on in the world, stocks, bonds, economies, and of course the war, Israeli and Hamas. That's all the news over and over and over. Um, nevertheless, uh, I don't know how long that's going to last. So I'm giving some, some papers articles that I thought would be of of good for, for investors and listeners, especially investors and listeners. Let's start. Uh, let's start with um, the Dow turns higher as 10-year Treasury yield pulls back after jumping above 5%. That's the uh, heading of the article. And the reason for this, Treasury yield and the 5%, is that this has not happened for over 16 or 17 years. Uh, and it's showing a problem here, and that's going to give investors the heebie-jeebies <laughs> they're going to be nervous as all get out because, you know, they don't want to do it, but they're probably st stuck in it. Um, let me begin to it. Now, U.S. stocks turned higher Monday, erasing early losses as the yield on the 10-year Treasury note pulled back after briefly pushing above the psychologically important 5% level for the first time since 2007. Yeah, that's about 16 years. Investors are facing a crucial earnings week with big tech names due to the report while also monitoring efforts to contain the Israel-Hamas war. How stocks are trading? Well, let's see. Uh, Dow Jones recently was at 20 points. They were down 200 and 300, I think, a couple of times to the last week. What's driving the markets? The 10-year Treasury yield was down 1.6 basis points at 4.913%. Now, 5% is the heebie, is the spot that makes everybody go crazy. It's at 4.91 after pushing above the 5% threshold and excuse me, and trading at its highest in 16 years. The 10-year yield finished last week with the biggest weekly rise since April. Yields move uh, opposite debt prices. Got that? Yields move opposite of debt prices. Stocks were helped by retreat in yields
from their intraday highs after a tweet from Pershing Square that he had covered his bond shorts and that the U.S. economy was weaker than it looked. And that's probably true, probably so. This is a guy that uh, is well-known, Ackman, Bill Ackman, said he closed the trade due to underlying economic weakness and that he said was too much risk in the world to remain short bonds at current long-term rates. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, higher for longer has been hitting home of late with the back end of the yield curve on the rise in response to shifting expectations around the time timing of Fed rate cut. With energy prices on the rise in the face of potentially drawn out conflict in the Middle East, this is a strong chance that we see inflation continue to push higher. Joshua, Chief March of Market, analyst at Scope Markets. With interest rates expected to remain elevated for some time yet, the U.S. Treasury will also be facing a rapidly inflating debt that questions whether U.S. bonds are truly the reliable haven they have always been perceived to be. That's something that's cri critical right there where bonds were only truly the reliable haven that they have always been perceived to be. Understand how today's business practices, market dynamics, tax policies, and more impact you with real time. Two U.S. hostages, Not going there. Had heard of that. New article. China. Chinese stocks have erased four and a half years of gains as foreign investors flee at record pace. Now, let me read this to you again. I want my audience to be tuned in. Chinese stocks have erased four and a half years of gains as foreigner investors flee at record pace. That's a fact, Jack. Knew it was coming. I know it's going to hit Chinese first. Situation in Chinese markets is going from bad to worse. As of Monday, Chinese stocks have now erased all of their gains for the past four and a half years, the latest dismal milestone during what has been a difficult year for the world's second largest economy. Investors dumped Chinese stocks Monday on reports in the domestic press that Foxconn, a key supplier for Apple Inc., had been some of its mainland offices raided by tax authorities, tax authorities. The company, officially known as Hanhai Precision Industry, is based in Taiwan. Its shares slumped in response. Chinese tax authorities recently, recently searched 
Apple supplier Foxconn. Weightless in Chinese markets hasn't been restricted to stocks. China's currency, the yuan, yuan has weakened precipitously since the start of 2023. Yuan traded in China's domestic markets recently touched in lowest level against the U.S. dollar since December 2007, last month. Whoa. Although it has been more or less steady since then, as Beijing has scrambled to stave off further depreciation, currency strategists said. That's not good. China dumps most U.S. securities in four years, perhaps to defend a weakening Wan Yuan reports that China has been dumping treasury bonds have been greatly exaggerated. Hmm. It's really something. Chinese markets have struggled as the world's second largest economy has reopened this year following a series of COVID lockdowns, concerns about slowing economic growth, potential systematic, systemic risks posed by struggling real estate developers and worsening geopolitical, geopolitical rift between Washington and Beijing have prompted foreign investors to pull money from Chinese markets at a record pace. According to data from Northbound Stock Connect, which allows foreign investors to access Chinese markets via Hong Kong. Wow, I'm looking at a chart here and, and the numbers don't look good at the chart. They're all in the last three quarters, I believe, that's all going south. That's looking at October 2023, which where we are now. Data analyzed by a team of macro strategists showed foreign investors have sold 3.1 billion in Chinese stocks on a net basis through October 17th, just last week, following 5.1 billion in outflows in September and more than 10 billion in August. Wow. China's economy grew by 4.9% during the third quarter, compared with the same period a year earlier, which was slower than the rate of growth from the previous quarter, but stronger than many economists had expected. Weakness in Chinese stocks also impacted trading in the U.S. where several popular Exchange-traded funds tracking Chinese markets sold off. Crying shares, CSI China, Internet, KWB was down 2.4% shortly after the U.S. market opened. Meanwhile, the iShare MSC ETF also traded lower. Well, that doesn't look good. Stocks were also trading lower on Monday with the S&P 500, SPX, 
down while the yield on the 10-year Treasury note briefly surmounted the 5% level for the first time since 2007. That is Monday, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, um, this is really something. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> I, really something is not huge. This is huge. Uh, and uh, what can you do? You can find a way to hunker down, you know, to, just to get away and and get away from the grenades. Jeez. Here's a guy, Atlanta Federal Reserve President Raphael Bostic will be a voting member of the Fed's Interest Rate Committee next year. This is another article. Federal Reserve may not cut interest rates until the late 2024. Who? A lot was being expected going the other way. In an interview on CNBC, Bostic was asked, that's Raphael Bostic, when the Fed would cut rates. When we get really close to who percent, he replied. Pressed for a date, Bostic added, so I would state, excuse me, so I would say late 2024. Early in the interview, Bostic had said he didn't think the first cut would come before the middle of the year at the earliest. We have to get a lot closer to 2% inflation target before I would consider any relaxation of our posture, he added. We have to get a lot closer. In a speech earlier this month, Bostic said he didn't think the Fed needed to increase its policy interest rates again in this cycle. Business is slowing. In the interview, Bostic said that his contacts told him that economic slowdown is coming. They are seeing the customers start to act in different ways. They expect what where we are today a lot stronger than where we were six months from now, he said. Asked about the markets seeming uncertainty about and over the message from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell speech on Thursday, Bostic replied, these are complicated times. Inflation is coming down a lot, but the broader economy is resilient, he said. And that's been a pretty much, uh, let's just make it look better, is that language of that sentence. Bostic said, Bostic said he expects a slowdown, but not a recession. He sees inflation returning to a 2% target. Well, big surprise. They're always the ones that are saying, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, we're going to take care of this, that, YouTube. That's just terrible. Again, the Dow books worst week in a month. That's what it says here in the, in the article. U.S. stocks close lower after a weekly rise in Treasury yields. Again, Treasury yields. And now oil prices going up. That's, uh, that's some scary stuff. U.S. stocks ended down on Friday, 
bucking their worst week in a month after a rise in treasury yields and well as higher oil prices amid worries, worries over the war in the Middle East. Of course, that's not helping anything at all. What drove markets? U.S. stocks suffered this week after the 10-year Treasury surged to near 5%, translating into higher borrowing costs that could have slowed economic growth. Treasury yields backed off a bit on Friday, but the impact of their rise earlier in the week was still being felt to the markets. Well, um, that's a, a lot of burden here to decide which way you'd like to go up or down or just sideways. Me, I've been in cash in a long time. So I'm waiting for this to come back and probably in the next uh, year or two. Um, there are war repercussions. The near two-week war between Israel and Hamas has also weighed on investors. Investors were wary of further escalation via a possible ground invasion by the Israeli military. Palestinians in Gaza reported heavy strikes in the southern region where they have been told to evacuate. A large Israeli town in the north near the Lebanese border also evacuating, according to the Associated Press on Friday. Investors are anxious that geopolitical tensions in the volatile Middle East threaten oil supplies, with rising crude prices potentially adding, adding to inflationary pressures, said Taurus. That's not good. Uh, not good at all. And uh, I don't think the war is going to help that any. Uh, so the more they see it, on TV, the more they're thinking they're, you know, they've already chewed, up, chewed off all the, the nails off their fingers uh, and they don't know what to do. Uh, so I would think, think that this would, uh, uh, I don't know. here's another article, which is uh, the same kind of thing that came out the bond price versus yield and the convexity curve shape going down. Here's one, Wall Street's biggest bear is standing by his call for stocks to slump 10% by January. Here are four charts that support his point. Interesting. One of Wall Street's biggest bears is standing by his call for the S&P 500 index to finish 2023 at 3,900. That would represent a more than 10% drop from current levels. In his latest note to clients shared with Market Watch on Monday, Morgan Stanley's U.S. equity strategist, Michael Wilson, rattled off a list of reasons why he thinks the turnaround in stocks that started in early August likely isn't finished yet. Since markets opened August 1st, the S&P 500 has fallen 4.4% through Monday's close, 
according to fact set data. However, the index remains up 39, excuse me, 30.9%. Market breadth remains abysmal, abysmal. Consumer confidence as reflected by survey data produced by University of Michigan is waning. An equity analyst on Wall Street have been gun to slightly temper their expectations for corporate earnings growth in quarters years ahead. Wilson said even as optimism builds about the third quarter earnings session that has just begun. I, I know this man uh, from uh, Michael Wilson from Morgan Stanley. He's been predicting this for, I'd say, almost a year now, and it took long. It took a war to help to make it worse. It's a good thing. Yeah, ain't no good thing. Sorry. Technical factors played in his reasoning. Wilson noted that S and P five hundred appears stuck between two key support and resistance levels. It's a 50-day moving average at roughly 44.20. It's a 200-day moving average at roughly 42.40. So I'm going to fold this up and keep it in my pocket because he's been accurate. Let's see. Um, Although the S&P 500's technical setup appears healthy enough beneath the surface, the situation for the average stock included in the index looks much more dire. That's one reason Wilson is skeptical of the notion that U.S. stocks have entered a new bull market. I don't think so. Wilson has stood by 3,900 year target, target date. And not to worry about, just be as careful as you can. And don't uh, don't try outsmarting all those people because you'll always get outsmarted. U.S. commercial property prices have dropped 16% since the Federal Reserve's rate increases began. That's not good. Not good at all. Thanks to stress on properties balance sheets, the situation is set to get worse. That means commercial real estate is going to get worse. And that's because it's going to mature over the next three years. Traditional lenders and the securization market unlikely provide a clear path to replacing these loans. They're having a big problem with their tenants and they've got no place to go with a big office building. And that's going to last probably into the next two years. Well, I, uh, I'm thinking here that uh, now's a good time to to let you go and think about some of these things 
that they really are happening, and they are happening. Uh, I've been, I don't want to say preaching, but I've been talking about this for, for more than a year. Um, but for the best, thank you very much for watching and listening. Please tell our listeners, if you would, please. I've just done that. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, again, for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. So long and happy trails to all. Thank you.